friendship. Let's tune into Brad and Brit. All right, it's our Brad and Brit cast for the uh, the midweek crowd, the uh, midweek lunch crowd. Thank you for joining us live here in the one thirty hour here in uh, Facebookville, uh, YouTube land, and uh, our, uh, we have a new platform. We have a new platform we're on today. Booger, booger. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's in classic Silicon Valley. It's B O O G R. That's how they're going to spell right, it. That's right, how you get the app. Right. And th- th- their slogan is "It's the best one to pick." Booger. It's, okay. it's the stickiest of all the platforms. Booger. Oh, if, if, by the way, can I uh, 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 issue a thing about a thing from the other day? Because oh, okay. sometimes when sometimes in the middle of of the uh, Brad and Britcast, this happens to you. It happens to me. We'll, we'll see something happen in real time, in live time, right? Or it'll be a notification on our phone or something like that. And I think i said on monday during the brad and brit cast that the notification had come that uh due to the uh, movement by auto companies to go electric over the next few years and decades uh volkswagen is going to change its name to volts wagon v-o-l-t-s wagon right and okay all right uh, whatever this was on march 29th yes right and uh, people went immediately nuts and asked the company, what's going on? Is this real? And they reiterated, this is real. This is not a joke. However, two days later, that's today as we speak on Wednesday, they put out an announcement that it's not real. It was never real. It was a joke. And you're ready for the lamest explanation ever as to why this was a joke that they thought had something to it. And I want you to think about all the times that every time Trump did something fucked up, what was their first go-to? It was a joke, and you're a liberal, and you don't get the joke. You don't get it. You have no sense of humor. This is worse. This is worse than that. You ready? Ready. It was a pre-April Fool's Day Uh, joke. That's what they're saying. Now, as the international rules of April Fool's Day go, Number one, you don't want to get somebody killed doing a joke. You you don't want to endanger your own job by doing something stupid. People in radio have been doing that forever and getting canned because of what they do on April Fool's Day. But the most important rule of all is you cannot do an April Fool's joke on March 29th. There are no such thing as April Fool's. Because if that were true, if that were true, then the Trump people missed an opportunity because every time he ever did anything, they could have said, even if he did it on August 4th, well, it was a pre-April Fool's Day joke for the next April Fool's Day. Don't you get it? Don't you get it? You stupid, unhumorous liberal. but, But here's the stupid part of it. The word Volkswagen, which is actually not a bad idea for whatever division they're going to create to, to make, would have been an okay ad slogan. So it, it, would have it, it would have been kind of But pissed. they've ruined it. They've killed it now, right? <laughs> they've killed it. They've destroyed they've, it. They've, they've, they've wrecked it. But uh, uh, I want you to know that, yes, 
I fell for it, but there was nothing to fall for. Yeah, it was dumb. Right? It just sucked. The it Associated sucked. Press uh, issued a statement saying they were repeatedly assured by Volkswagen that its U.S. subsidiary yeah. planned a name change and reported that information, which we now know to be false, says AP spokeswoman Lauren Easton. We have corrected our story and published a new one based on the company's admission. This and any deliberate release of false information hurts accurate journalism and the public good. She's accusing Volkswagen of uh, fake news, perpetuating fake news. One more aspect to it, since Volkswagen is still... Uh, at heart, a German company, right? Yeah. They own Porsche, yeah. and, and, you know, they're. I think they're like the second or third biggest car maker now when you add up all the shit that they sell. Wow. But but here's the point. There is nothing less funny now going back, well, about 80 years, than German comedy. <laughs> <laughs> comedy and Germany. Mm-mm, not a combination. Yeah. that you want. Ger- and, and they just proved it. They just proved it again. Not funny. Don't try it. German models, a thing. Heidi Klum. German comedy, not a thing. See, that's that's how you that's how you do that. That's how you you kind of delineate those two two things. Right. But, how, but speaking of uh, speaking of rigid Nazi assholes, how about that G. Gordon Liddy dead at ninety? Boy, we're gonna miss him. <laughs> I remember. We're gonna miss him. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, and uh, I was th- that that autobiography will came out. And he was, it's just, it's just a stupid macho head trip. If you've ever seen five seconds of it and it includes that thing where he holds his hand over a candle to show how tough he is and the people around him can smell the flesh burning and they're begging him to stop, but he's too much of a, a rube and an idiot and a macho piece of crap to do it. Oh God. Tr- yeah, now, do, tr- do we know whether that was real or, or whether that was like a Las Vegas uh, visual trick because he he would have had a scar on his hand forever. It right? seems like you would. would. People people there's, smelled there's no flesh burning. I, I remember there was reported right. smelling flesh burning right. and stuff like that. I mean, he was just he was just dumb enough to do shit like that. And, you know, wasn't there one time when the Watergate thing was going on and things went south and he told one of the guys, uh, "I may have to go off myself or something like." That. <laughs> he may have to go eat a bullet at some point. Right. I mean, the, the guy did two things that, that really made him famous. One, he was in charge of the burglary of Daniel Ellsberg's office, the psychiatrist. Right. Which went really well. Which went really well in 1971. And because that went so well the next year, yeah, he became, you know, one of the, the plumbers. They called Nixon's henchman one of the plumbers uh, and, and did the Watergate burglary. And he never apologized. He never recanted. He never said he did anything wrong. Uh, he never broke. I never ratted out Nixon. He was a Trump kind of guy before there was a Trump, right? He was that guy. He was and he found guy. a uh, he found a very lucrative career in what? <laughs> right. Of course. You know what? You have to. I'm glad you brought that up. He's one of the first really scuzzy pieces of shit yeah. that found a second life and a second career in talk radio. That's right. I mean, think about that. I mean, that was really uh, fairly early on. That must have been in the the early 80s or so yeah. that he, yeah. he started doing that. Uh, so that was the, the, the forerunner to a lot of them. And one thing I did learn today, uh, and I didn't realize this, you know, he got the heaviest sentence, I think, of all the Watergate plumbers because he wouldn't talk. He kept he des- shut. Deservedly so. He- <laughs> so, uh, uh, world-class hero judge, John Sirica, sentenced him to the longest 
uh, number of years in prison of anybody, and Jimmy Carter pardoned him. Jimmy Carter pardoned him. Wow. Try to try to get your hands around that. And and uh, when he was asked about it, Carter said that I did it just because I thought that the sentence was disproportionate to pick out one guy and send him off. That's very Jimmy Carter-ish. And in retrospect, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, Liddy's dead and, and, and the rest. And, and so, but that that's Jimmy Carter. That's Jimmy Carter. And and when I think of the, the uh, uh, people who have been pardoned in the more recent era, who've yeah. done uh, egregious things, maybe even before they were uh, uh, adjudicated in court or before they ever stepped a foot in a jail cell, you know what? I'm okay with it. That's that's not the worst thing that Jimmy Carter. It it just isn't. But it's no. just, it's a kind of an interesting footnote. It's an interesting footnote. There's there's stuff that Jimmy Carter's done, and there are attitudes that he has, and and perceptions that are just like superhuman. There's like, how did you? And, and it's like you, I admire it, but I just don't know how you did it. I just don't know how you got it within yourself to to pardon an asshole like G. Gordon Liddy. Like nobody's gonna go. I'm not gonna vote for you because you part. You, you know, it's I I don't. It's hard to wrap well, your mind around it. Right. But but by the way, the the sentencing guidelines and the panel of people who in normal um, administrations, and that's basically all of them until the last one, pardons would be based on uh, a group of people making a recommendation, and it might be they came to Carter and and said, you know, we're looking at all these people, and and here's Liddy, and he's supposed to be in jail for another 10 years. What good is it going to do? He served his time. He's, He's paid a price. His reputation is so shitty that the only thing he'll ever be able to do the rest of his life is talk radio. That's how bad it got for him. And 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 we think that he should be eligible under fairness kind of guideline. I'm mean, it's okay with that. I'm okay. That is way different. That is way different than Trump uh, dangling pardons in front of criminals who lied for him and did yeah. dirty work for him. It's a big, big difference. Well, and it was, okay, it was, the, so. it also, the, some of that stuff was also, you know, dangled out there for the highest bidder when it comes to Trump as well. Yeah. So yeah. Right, I mean, right. so, so there is, there is no comparison. All right. Uh, G Gordon Liddy and uh, we, we wish him well. And Hey, you know what? If you make it to 90, you won the game. Hey, speaking of world-class pieces of shit, how do you, do you feel really sorry for Matt Gates? I feel awful I do. for that guy. What he's going through right now, it's just a, such a shame, isn't it? I, I, I do. I, I feel really, really bad. Uh, <laughs> apparently, the person who feels really, really bad, which means she's thrilled, is Liz Cheney. Okay? Huh. Because Matt Gates was the – remember, he flew out to Colorado Wyoming. Uh, a couple of months ago – and tried to get Liz Cheney kicked out of the Republican leadership, remember? And then he flew back, and they had this vote, and uh, she won big. Yeah. She won big. So he had been out there like a complete asshole. A a congressman, think about that, a congressman from Florida flying out to Colorado to hold a rally against a, a fellow Republican congressperson because you're such a Trump suck up. And so, yeah, she's she's happy. Have, have you seen all the uh, the the uh, hilarious tweets from famous prosecutors about this case that, that you know, they, they saw what happened. Matt Gates goes on Tucker Carlson and just 
completely melts down like a crazy guy. You, just you have to actually, you, you, you owe it to yourself to go see this interview because it's, there's, yeah. there's nothing that really compares to it. It's so yeah, brilliant. His family's getting extorted for $25 it's million. It's the greatest. And he his says father that, was wearing a wire for the, for the, uh, for the authorities to get all these kind of things that you would never do. And you would never admit to them publicly if they are true. And by the way, if I was his father, I would kill Matt Gates for ratting him out <laughs> right in public for helping the police in this case against this third person for uh, child sex trafficking. I'll, I'll, I'll say one more thing, and then, then I'll let you just run with it. What really tipped me off very quickly when Gates went on, on Fox, what is considered friendly territory, of course, for something like this, this yeah. is where you go to to lie and tell your side of a story that right. is you know, very often indefensible. The first thing out of his mouth was he used the phrase 17 year old woman. Okay. Only, only a child predator would refer to a 17 year old who he has been somehow, some way connected to as a woman. Right. It, mm -hmm. it just is. And, and very often when someone is accused of, oh, say, murder and they're 19, what will the headlines always say? 19 year old teenager. But they would never say 19 year old man. And of course, you probably could say that a lot more legit. But no, for him to have said 17 year old woman, I thought that was a Freudian slip kind of a clue that is the forerunner to judge. She looked 21. She said she was 22. You should see her. Holy shit. Hey, I got a picture of her. Look at this. Judge. Yeah, look at this. Shit, that's a woman. That's a woman, right? Is that is that the Elvis defense or is that the, the Jerry Lee Lewis defense? What, what, what is he exactly pulling that's there? A, that's the Woody Allen defense. Uh, get, be, oh. be, be updated. Get Be current. That's that's a Woody Allen <laughs> Oh, and, and by the way, Kevin McCarthy has said, I'm not going to remove him from the intelligence committee. Oh, of course not. I'm not going to no. say he should. Of course no. not. Stand oh, no. by your man. Stand That's by exactly. Your man. Okay, go. The, yeah. well, the part of the interview that I like the most is when he's he's talking to Tucker. He goes, you know, I'm not the only person on the screen that's been accused of sexual impropriety. And Tucker goes, it was like a mentally ill woman that said that I <laughs> I raped her or something. I never met her. I was never in the same room with this person. 20 years ago, by the way, and nobody knew about it. Way to bring up, way to go to the laundry basket and pull shit out. That, that, uh, nice. And then nice. after that, he and Gates make that, you know, Gates makes nice. Oh, I love you, Tucker. You're the greatest. Oh, man. Remember that time we were having dinner and this person and, and Tucker goes, I, I don't know the person that you're talking about and in what context. I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> And Tucker had that dyspeptic look on his face the entire time, like his Crohn's is kicking in or something. It was, it was, it's, a, it's an extremely bizarre interview. The whole thing is just wild. And you're right. The story that he lays out about being extorted, and they said that if he paid twenty five million, he'd get a pardon from Biden and all this other shit. <laughs> I mean, it's oh, just, it's unreal. Wait a minute. Uh, we have uh, utter total absolute proof that gates is guilty because jim jordan i'll pause there for just a minute yeah there you go jim jordan went on cnn and said i believe matt gates is innocent 
Okay. okay. So of all the people that you don't want vouching for you, right. it's Jim Jordan who, through a, a series of maneuvers that we don't even know about yet and won't learn about probably for a while, but the reporting on it is, is pretty deep and pretty indicting that he knew about all the sexual abuse uh, at the Ohio State University wrestling program while he was, I guess, an assistant coach. He wasn't the head coach. No, he's um, one of the assistants, yeah. But he's, ma- he's, he's managed to, if I may use the phrase, Watergate that uh, pretty well and, and uh, 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 bury it, and it has not affected his career yet. Although, you know what? I've noticed that I guess his name is now off any kind of list to run for U.S. Senate in Ohio in the Rob Portman seat. He's not, at first, his name came up, but I think he's realized that the additional scrutiny that would go with uh, running for Senate, it's a lot hotter than it is for a seat in Congress that you're gerrymandered into you know, for the rest of your natural life and, and <laughs> right. your children's natural lives. So he, he, he's not that. But there he is. But it, it, you can't write that one out. You can't make a script that would say, who would be the first person in Congress to stand up for Matt Gates? Oh, it would be the other guy who's right. just as sleazy and, and just as uh, uh, disgusting, probably, as Matt Gates. Oh, and by the way, I wish someone would try to extort $25 million from me thinking that I actually was able to pay 25 you, you don't try to get 25 million out of somebody that is only worth you know uh, two hundred thousand dollars so uh, as I think I'm pretty the Gates family is loaded his family is loaded I can't remember what, what all that money is all about but uh, uh, you know you, you can't ask for somebody to come up with 25 million and, and think they're gonna uh, oh, wait a minute. Uh, I, I understand he's gotten some support from Robert Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots. So uh, he fully supports Matt Gates. Really? No. Really? It's, no <laughs> just, I was thinking about people who, who would be terribly inappropriate to support him. It wouldn't be that good. <laughs> Robert, Kraft was, in a, Robert Kraft has been convicted of nothing. He's free to go. <laughs> he's absolutely free to go. And so was Tom Brady. And Tom Brady decided decided to leave. All right. What what else you got on your uh, little docket? Because I got something, but I'll let you. Uh, the U.S. Uh, is facing impending doom as daily COVID-19 cases begin to rebound, according to doc- Dr. Rochelle Lewin- uh, Walensky, who made this uh, statement a couple of days oh, ago. Two Very days old, Britt. Come on, Britt. That's two days old. Come we've re- on. We've Jesus rebounded Christ. since then. We're- yeah, well, she- it's not that. It's just there's other news. Well, and, and you've got the, the, I've you've been got watching- the Pfizer vaccine, 100%. Hundred percent effective with kids and with and teenagers. She's, she's yeah. already reversed herself. Teenagers that would be young enough to date Matt Gates. In fact, they're talking yeah. about that or that it's safe for. So, I mean, I think that's good news for him. I've you know, I've been paying a lot of attention to the the Chauvin trial up in Minneapolis, and I think everybody should be watching this. And I think it's just it, it's it's heartbreaking. Um, they are putting George Floyd on trial. They're continuing to try to put George Floyd on trial for this thing. But there's some very damaging stuff that's in there. Uh, the retired, or I don't know, the off-duty firefighter who was trying to treat him and broke down on the, the stand yesterday because she was unable to treat him. The defense came at her and said, did you notice that the crowd was getting upset? And she snapped at the guy. Well, if you've ever seen anyone die, it's kind of upsetting. And the judge goes, no, no, can't do that. 
can't you you, you can't she had to warn he had to warn her a couple of times because she was just not taking any shit on the stand yesterday i think this trial in and of itself it's it's obviously going to be kind of taken and, and thrown through whatever prism that you have it's going to be kicked like a political football all we really care about is the result right whether we get the the result that this side wants or this side wants i think it is so important in this trial as to the history of america as to what's going on and what's happened to black people in this country for centuries. Uh, and I think everybody should take a little time to watch. I know everybody's busy, but if you can get some of the highlights and some of the, the testimony and stuff, it's really pretty amazing. I think. I have such low expectations here. <laughs> I, really do. I really do because I'm, I'm just trying to think that with 12 people, 12 people, um, all of whom have pledged to, listen to the evidence, and render a judgment. Uh, many of them have, have said they haven't seen the video before. A lot of Nobody's seen some of the video that's being shown now for the first time. You know, I could almost compare that to what happened in Trump's impeachment trial. If You, you know that, that a huge majority of the Republicans, even if they had seen some video, they didn't see much of it, they looked away, and they acted like they had never seen it. But when it was shown to them right in their face, we all thought, my God, only only a piece of granite could see what happened at the Capitol that day and vote to acquit Donald Trump and not connect him directly with what. But, of course, you saw what happened. So this is all dependent on the. Uh, defense of Officer Chauvin being able to, remember, just inject a smidgen of doubt into one person, one person that George Floyd was a goner anyway, and that he had so many pre-existing conditions, and he had enough drugs in him, which I don't think he actually did, according to the reports, but they'll make it seem as if it was. They'll, they'll make it seem as if he uh, 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 shot up on, on, on some kind of uh, superhuman uh, make-you-act-crazy drug, and the uh, police were just operating within the bounds of normal uh, activity, which you know, is not true, but they will do that. They're, they're, they're going to have to exaggerate it, I think, to, to make it seem as if uh, this is the trial of George Floyd. Why did he kill himself? Okay. Right. They're, they're turning it into that. So re- remember what the standard is here to get 12 people to agree. Now, uh, back to, to the way you portrayed it, which I think is, is absolutely right, which is that once you get beyond the fact that you cut someone's ability to breathe off for nine and a half minutes, nothing else matters. You, you could put the healthiest person on earth <laughs> down on the ground, and uh, if I put my knee on you, I killed you. And it is irrelevant that I was the most healthy person or the least healthy person. And that's the standard that the, that the prosecution uh, has to, to, to make sure uh, can't be punctured. And I, I think that the number of witnesses, most of the witnesses, of course, will be on the side of the prosecution here. 
And you have all these eyewitnesses. They were right there. People telling him to stop. Would you stop doing I mean, this is heavyweight shit. This is heavyweight shit. So I don't have high expectations because right now the jury system seems to be kind of goofy. <laughs> and there, there always seems to be, you know, one person now uh, that, that says, well, I just wasn't 100 percent sure. You know, it wasn't beyond a shadow of a doubt. You know, Mr. Floyd could have, uh, uh, you know, been eating health food for the last few years before he showed up at that corner in Minneapolis. And he would have lived. He, you know, there's some crazy kind of uh, justification for voting not guilty. The uh, the cop was within, and, you know, it, it seems obvious to you. It may be, seem obvious to me. It may seem obvious to the vast majority of people. But I don't I don't have high hopes. I, I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope this is uh, actually easier than I think it's going to be. I don't, I don't see any first class lawyering on on Chauvin's behalf going on so far. I don't see, and, and I noticed that they have been reluctant to even cross-examine some of the witnesses for the yeah. prosecution, especially the the uh, the young girl, the seventeen-year-old woman, right, who uh, who uh, took the uh, uh, camera video of right. what happened. And by the way, she gets you know fifty stars, not not forced. She gets fifty stars. Nobody can hold a camera for nine minutes mm. and take decent video. It doesn't happen, right? We live yeah. in TikTok world. We live in TikTok world. 30 seconds and I'm out. I'm sorry. That's Brad sex world. Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. sorry. <laughs> 30 See, seconds. You're Brit. a God. I could have done Brits sex world, but I no. was being self-effacing. That was my That's pre April not- fool's day. Uh, self-effacing <laughs> sex joke. Self-deprecating me. humor is always the best. Really? Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm, it's uh, it it's a painful thing, um, and you know maybe he was undercharged. We don't know. And maybe he's he certainly hasn't been overcharged. Uh, but I, but boy, it, it just I I don't know. Uh, when you're, it's it, it's it a painful is, thing to watch, but I think it's important as Americans that we watch it because it is part of the reality of that black folks have had to deal with in this country for a long time, and we've uh, many of us have turned our our eyes away from it, averted our eyes to it, and I, I think it's just really important to see. Uh, I was even on social media, you know, when you when you hashtag it, some people are hashtagging. And I've done this myself as the Floyd trial. Well, George Floyd's not on trial, but yet he is. You know, as you just pointed out, it's going to be, was he too fat? Was he on drugs? Was he this? Was he that? And, and, and that's all. And it's it's pathetic for his family to have to deal with this, that they would be like, well, I, I don't know if it was the knee on his neck that really killed him. I think it was whatever pills that he took or the fact that he hadn't worked out in a while and, and he wasn't eating healthy. You know, all of that stuff. It's just it's disgusting. And, but it's, and if you want to, here's today's painful analogy here, OK, because we know a very, very high proportion of the uh, people who have died from COVID have been either uh, fat, very Mm -hmm. fat, Mm -hmm. or had other comorbidities very often associated with being fat. At the same time, when they die, uh, 
we don't say, well, if they were thin, they wouldn't have died, although technically that's probably true. We still blame the virus that that killed them that couldn't be treated. And so the virus in this case is the police officer. The police officer killed him. It is not important what pre-existing conditions, whether George Floyd in the virus was a fat guy who does who just couldn't live through what was being meted out to him by the cop that's that shouldn't be the issue and i'm pretty confident as i try to talk myself into a better mood about this that the the prosecution is fully aware of whatever technique they're going to try to uh, turn this around and eventually i guess make officer chauvin the victim Right. He's the victim of, you know, will will you stop forcing me to put my knee on your neck? Right. And and, and have me stop it. Don't do anything. And and I I don't think that's going to wash. So now I actually feel better about the fact that, yeah, I don't care who the 12 people were uh, unless they did the world's worst job of picking uh, jurors. um, I think they're going to see that there is no other way to go except to to uh, convict the officer. Do you, he, is, he is guilty of, of some degree of, of murder. Is there, um, I mean, but it, it, it kind of makes me lose my faith, sorry, for saying this. If in, in Our system of jurisprudence, is it necessary for somebody to mount a vigorous defense for them to attack somebody the way that George Floyd is being attacked? A dead guy. Is that is that necessary in our form of, of jurisprudence? Yeah. That's, oh. all you, that's all they've got. that's all they've got because uh, you're up against a piece of video yeah that very well may be well hang on we've got two pieces two examples of this and one of them didn't seem to get the job done which was the hundreds the thousands of hours of video that was uh, piled through by the uh, House of Representatives to show that that uh, what happened on January 6th was an impeachable offense. By the way, remember, not even a crime for which Donald Trump would have gone to jail for, for inciting a riot. Okay? Right. So all that visual evidence that anybody could see, and uh, I'm holding up two fingers right now, and uh, well, actually, that's about two and a half because I'm going <laughs> to use the other hand. Other hand. There's two full fingers. I'm holding up two fingers. <laughs> and uh, considering the way the Trump impeachment trial went, um, a half of the people there said that's four fingers that are being held up. Not yeah. two, four. Yeah. I see four. Why, are you sure? Why do you say it's two? All right. So that's always possible. But. You know, there was a lot of personal politics only involved in all the Republicans, uh, except for for Mitt Romney in the in the sentence saying that Trump was was uh, not guilty. That isn't working here. These people aren't politicians, so they're in a better position to uh, judge based on compelling, overwhelming, irrefutable video evidence than these jokers were back in january in the impeachment trial but we always like to think that when there is video evidence well boy that's going to change the equation a lot it isn't he said she said it isn't just eyewitness testimony it isn't 
I heard from somebody that they talked to some, it isn't that at all. It's right before your very eyes. So I feel a little bit better about it as we talk this through today. When people go back and it's, it's been a generation ago, but you said you saw that video from Rodney King where Rodney King back in the early nineties was being beaten by a mob of Los Angeles police officers. And, it was much harder, obviously, to take video and to share it with the world back then. It was You had to take it with a very bulky camera, and you had to get it to a news station. The news station had to agree to run it and all that stuff. It's much easier to share so video now. Uh, that, everybody it, did it really see it, no but, and, and, and yet it looked pretty open and shut, and those officers, they walked free. They were not convicted in that case. So, I mean, it, that, that's what's depressing. Oh, you, you, you forgot to add one thing. It was the L.A. police. So, therefore... <laughs> <laughs> touche they have a magic yeah they have a magic component uh to them all right um one, one more thing here one more thing um i got up this morning and uh at uh 7 40 or so in the 7 30 half hour uh i saw something that uh i seldom see you know, i watch several channels in the morning uh, and I check out the financial channel, CNBC, and on the screen are uh, two CEOs, one retired, one current, Ken Frazier, the current CEO of Merck, the drug company. Frazier Foods. Ken Frazier of Frazier Foods. No, I, I thought you meant the guy that uh, lost to Muhammad Ali and then beat him. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, it was Frazier and Chanel. Ken Chenault, who was the, the CEO of uh, American Express, now retired, uh, doing other things. And the two of them were, were on, and they usually don't do this on that channel. They're usually good for four-minute segments. This one went on for 25 minutes. No commercial breaks. Rock on. And uh, these two guys have put together uh, a group of uh, black CEOs and other folks, and they took out a full-page ad in the New York Times, and they were there to talk about the fact that they are calling out every CEO in the United States of oh, America. Give it up. Get out there and say that this cannot stand, that voting rights in America are sacred. They are sacred for white people. They are sacred for black people. And what happened in Georgia and what is going on in 43 other states should not be allowed to stand. We must make a stand. We must denounce it and... Um, uh, Frazier, in particular, um, you can see why these guys were CEOs, because you know they read the bill, all 100 pages, and they knew exactly the things that were just so beyond the pale that they were indefensible. Um, and they went through it, li not line by line, but it, in a way that uh, I found to be more elucidating than I'd heard anybody else talk about it and they weren't just targeting the uh the big four companies that we talk about that are headquartered in atlanta including uh delta and home depot and uh ups and coca-cola all right they were talking to the whole country and uh because they picked that 7:30 to 8 slot i'm guessing that that is a heavily watched yeah. moment for uh, corporate executives across this country. I'm just guessing that it is. And they all saw it. They all saw it. And within 45 minutes, bam, there's the announcement. There's the letter. There's the thing from the CEO of Delta Airlines. 
Good. Very forceful. Good. No equivocation. Was that hard? <laughs> was it difficult? Well, um, it, obviously it, it was. It is till it isn't until you yeah. do it. And and who knows by, by now, maybe there are more of them coming out. But it was compelling. It was real. Um, and the one nitpick I had, and, and I understand why why they do this, no matter what you're talking about in this area, you have to go out of your way to say, well, you know, when Democrats had advantages, they would gerrymander districts. So we're trying not to make yeah. this partisan. OK, hang on. Uh, so this is not a partisan thing. Now, of course, that's technically true, but that's not what's going on right now. No. That was then. This is now. And yes, we're all supposedly for equality and voting rights for people of all colors and creeds, but there is only one political party that is against voting rights. And there's only one political party that is against the expansion of voting rights and making it easier for people to vote in greater numbers all the time. There's only one political party. They're called Republicans. So, and, and I... They're very smart not to say what I'm saying. And, of course, why can I say it, Britt? Why can I say it? Because you're on a podcast, Brad. I'm on a podcast, and, and, and we can be a little bit here's less. The, uh, less. Here's the, co- the quote from Ken Frazier. If we allow a party to adopt as one of its fundamental strategies voter suppression, then I don't think the answer should be, well, we can't comment on voter suppression because otherwise we're being partisan. Free and fair access to the ballot was never a partisan issue. It's a fundamental constitutional right, says Ken Frazier, who is set to retire as the Merck CEO later on this year. And he's right. And he's articulate. And he's, he's every, he, he says it much better than a lot of people could say right. it. There, there's, there, there's, there's no comeback to that. There is yeah. no comeback to that. And um, uh, he... he pointed out something that, that that I'd forgotten about, and this is an important part of the discussion and the argument across the country, not just in, in Georgia, but the average wait time in counties in Georgia, including Fulton County, which is the, the most heavily populated with blacks county in Georgia, the counties where the majority of people are a minority, okay, got it, more than half, the average wait time to vote is 51 minutes. In counties where it's a white majority, the average wait time to vote in Georgia is six minutes, okay? So you already have, they've already gotten pretty far down the line in getting people to throw in the towel and give up just on a technical Sense. So add in, I can't bring you some water. I can't give you, <laughs> I can't give you a, a, a candy bar while you're standing in line on average, you know, eight times longer than you would have in those counties. I mean, they've been doing it for years. Yeah, and that's by design, by the way. The wait times at those places that you right. talked about, are, it's oh, absolutely well, by design. Hey, hey, and when you uh, knock down the number of drop boxes in Fulton County, Absolutely. I think from I think it's forty five to eight, yeah. and then you you say, and those eight will only be accessible to you during voting hours, and they will only be inside the polling place. What the fuck good is that? 
What what good is is that? Well, it's, a, you know, is, it's yeah. no good. It's in, it's intentional. It's not debatable. And uh, I I I applaud these these guys for for getting out there because they could just sit back and and, and rest on their laurels and count their money, but they're they're not. They're, they're it says than, uh, they're better than that. Wikipedia says that Ken Chenot was the third African American CEO of a Fortune 500 company. That's a pretty big deal. He's only the third man as an African American to be a CEO of a Fortune 500 company. So he's he's done a few things in his life. He's done okay. It's a, it's I'm and I'm glad that Delta finally, after trying every which way but lose to do the right thing, did finally decide to do the right thing. And I would welcome Coca Cola and Home Depot and anybody else that has uh, you know major business interest in Georgia doing the same thing. Well, it's not just Georgia though; it's all across. The oh, country. it's coming they're, all they're, over. Yeah. Hey, Brit, we're in North Carolina, right? Last time, last time I checked, there's a. Uh, uh, a little building not too far from me, and on it it says Bank of America. It says Bank of America on it. And where are Bank of America's headquarters? They're still in Charlotte. Barely, still in Charlotte, but they're yeah. St- <laughs> they're, they're still in barely. Charlotte. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you what, uh, you know, Home Depot may be in Atlanta, but Lowe's is right here in lovely That's Mooresville, right? right? That's so right. So we've, we've got the, the, the same kind, not quite as many, but we've, we've got equivalent big-time uh, uh, corporate headquarters here. And, you know, they should be doing the same thing here. Sure. They should be doing the same thing here. And uh, But I think a seed was planted today. I think that, that that got a lot of attention. It will continue to get a lot of attention, although it may get squashed in the the crush of of other news unfortunately but it shouldn't it shouldn't because this is the republican plan the republican plan is to fuck things up as much as possible that's right just screw it up and 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 cause people to uh not vote in as great a numbers in groups that are traditionally democratic we know the whole story by now to shave off a few points here and there and uh, i'm sure they're saying to themselves and this is why they did this so quickly. Right after uh, Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff were uh, elected to the Senate, which is what really pissed them off in Georgia, right? Big the Republican races pissed them off in Georgia. Absolutely. Uh, and then they had this countervailing force from within Georgia where some of the Republican officials actually did their job, didn't cave in to Trump, didn't try to reverse the presidential election, then the uh, the senate races occurred so you know they got to do two things at once they've got to punish the republicans who didn't lay down for trump and cheat blatant cheat like brian kemp did when he ran in 2018 right and cheated in order to beat stacy abrams they were hoping right. for uh, you know a, a second bout of magic there it didn't happen so secretary of state raffsenberger uh, he's toast he's dead <laughs> forget it You'll never hear him again. He no, but he's gone. The, he's on the right side of history now. He supports all this voter suppression he, stuff. Yeah. Now. Well, uh, tell me, tell me about history when you're floating at the bottom of the Chattahoochee <laughs> River, looking up in cement shoes. That's what we're going to do to you, right? Okay. So, so they they uh, <laughs> you know, they didn't just do uh, an autopsy after they lost the two Senate seats, and then the United <laughs> States Senate uh, became, you know. 50, 50 plus Kamala Harris, Democratic. They didn't just do one of those famous Republican 
autopsies, they just went and, and, and flushed it all down the toilet and said, shit, if we would have done A, B, C, D, E, F, and G and had those things in place for the uh, 2020 presidential election and the two Senate races, we would have won them. If we could have fucked things up as much as we've now proposed to do going forward, we probably could have won those. So here's what yeah. we should have done. So now here's what we're going to do. Let's write it down. Oh, got it down. Okay, run it down to the governor. But, They'll sign it. But wait, wait, wait. Later. Hey, hey, hold up and hear me out. What if we change our message to make it palatable to more people? What if we do that? Nah, fuck it. We'll just try to get as few voters as possible. No, and 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 by the way, I, I think the last part of that story is the the member of the Georgia State Legislature who got arrested. Yeah, right there for 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 knocking on the door to try yeah. to uh, witness. Dragged away by uh, state troopers. Yeah, dragged away by state state troopers. Did you hear what the state trooper said? Did you hear? He, I saw, he, he said, said something about she was afraid of sedition or insurrection or something of that nature. What, what, no, no, what, what specific? Well, uh, no, no, way worse than that. It's he would he had in his mind what went on at the Capitol on January sixth. Oh wow! Now, now let's try let, let's connect the dots on that. So for for the last two months, and certainly in the last few weeks, when Ron Johnson said, "Well, if it would have been black people attacking the Capitol, I'd be afraid." Right. So here's here's uh, you know Buford T. Pusser, right? Uh, yeah. w- w- wearing a, a a cop uniform in the Georgia State Capitol, and and I don't know whether he made that up on the spot or whether he believed it. That one black woman legislator posed a physical threat equivalent to hundreds and thousands of white people attacking the U.S. Capitol two months before so he took preventative measures to make sure that 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 black woman who was politely knocking on the door asking for admittance wasn't going to do to the governor you know it, maybe he was afraid she was going to attack that painting of the plantation that's that right we can't, we can't. Was hanging behind the governor and he needed to protect not only the governor and the cabinet but the picture behind the governor very important to do that so uh, I, I thought that was a perfect end point to, to that story, which, by yeah. the way, it's not over, but just just that episode where, where the 130 pound woman is going to cause sedition and insurrection. But the, the storm, the marauder, a storm yeah. of people that went up there and tried to kill Mike Pence and others. That's not a problem. Let's mitigate that. Let's thing. minimize that. Brad and Brit dot com.